Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nobody is Doing It Right, the podcast for uncertain creatives. Uh, my name is Kat. I am a writer slash editor and I kind of just want to talk to people about how they're not doing it as badly as they think they are. <laughs> um, this is my second episode. I'm still a little uncomfortable talking to a microphone, but I think with time and practice I'm going to get better. Uh, because I have a lot of ideas that I want to share, and most of them I share over on my website, on my blog, uh, KaterinaWrites.com. But I think it would be fun to also incorporate those blog posts into audio form because I love listening to podcasts, and I'm sure a lot of other people love listening to podcasts. And I think we all have a lot more time on our hands to do that. So, second episode of Nobody Is Doing It Right uh, is going to be all about dealing with unsupportive ideologies. And what I mean by that is ideologies that we tell ourselves that we have in our heads, you know, implanted at a young age, um, and ideologies that other people have that they then impose onto us um, that really affect the way we, you know, go about our creative journey. Um, so I have about five that I want to talk about. Um, I have a few notes, but most of it's going to be kind of off the top of my head. But these are all things I've struggled with that I'm learning to deal with uh, as time goes on. I'm still not very good at dealing with all of them, but I'm sure the longer <laughs> the longer I'm in a creative field, the easier it'll be to handle them, even though I'm sure they're never going to be gone from my mind. Um, yeah, so let's start with the first one. This one's a big one, I think. But the idea that there are already so many, you know, insert your creative field or endeavor in the world. Like, for example, as for me, I'm a writer. Uh, there are already so many writers in the world. You know, what's the point of me being a writer if there are so many already around? What makes me think, or any other writer for that matter, think that our work is going to be somehow revolutionary or different or unique enough to compete with all the other writers? And that kind of spirals into the idea of just like, just give up. <laughs> Whether that's something that other people tell you to do or you tell yourself every day, like there's no point because there's already so many writers. Why do they, why does the world need another one? Um, and I guess my first reaction to that, um, if I'm telling this to myself when I go through this, uh, when I deal with this ideology or when other people bring it up, um, is that no one can do your work, whatever that may be. I'm talking about more creative fields, but no one can do it the way you do it, right? So no matter how many people there are out there that are doing what you're doing, none of them can do it the exact same way you do it. And that in itself is unique. You know, you could be writing, I don't know, romance novels, right? And there are a lot of romance writers out there, but the way you do it, the way you approach your the romantic scene, the way you do the plots and the twists and the characters is very, very unique to who you are. Even your writing style, you know, the way you use grammar, whatever right? It's unique to you. It's part of your DNA in a sense. And no one can replicate that. And I think that if you are worried about, you know, doing whatever you want to do in the world because you think that you are not offering anything new, I would argue that you are. I mean, just being yourself is different and unique unless you're a clone. <laughs> in which case, I don't have an answer to that. Um, yeah, so that's that's one way I kind of get myself out of that mindset. Um, another way is that with the internet, there is an unlimited 
audience and customer base. So just because one group of people or one, you know, client or potential client or customer likes one writer or painter or musician, whatever, does not mean they can't also like you. And that does not mean that they can't also support you, you know, with their uh, follows or comments or monetarily. Uh, there's, there is audience out there for everyone. Uh, I think like, the rise of YouTube and the fact that so many uh, creators on YouTube have like millions of subscribers shows that one person who follows them isn't only following them. You know, they're subscribed to various people and it is in a sense uh, a community, right? And uh, almost like a living organism where each member, each creator, each artist, whatever, in a sense, we feed off of each other, right? So with the internet, there is no reason to worry about there being so many other people like you because you're, whatever you do is always in demand because there's always someone out there that wants to experience it the way that you're doing it, right? Going back to my first point. I often consider how sad it would be if none of the artists that we know today didn't do what they did because they they were like they were worried because they had predecessors you know like how strange is that thought that because there's somebody out there already that's done something i'm not even going to attempt to do it like we would have lost so many artists that we love and cherish now because of that mentality um and it's just that kind of snaps me out of it when i think of what i'm doing not to say that i would be as uh, <laughs> as world-renowned as many of them but again you never know you know you never know that what you're bringing to the world is not going to affect someone in a very deep and impactful way unless you do it and finally there's always something new to learn there's always something to pay homage to and there's always something to improve with every new venture so whether it already exists or there are people out there that are doing what you're doing you can bring something different to the table I mean there's it's not impossible that you can change the game it's just a matter of sticking to it for long enough to be able to do that um that kind of gives me hope as a creative despite the fact that there are a lot of writers in the world the next unsupportive ideology that i often struggle with and that i am often encounter i often encounter from other people uh whether that's people in my life or online is the question of how much do you know people in this creative position even make and that's often that is often directed to writers because how much do writers make is a is a big question. Um, I think less so now as people are realizing the impact of the internet and how it's it's very simple to be able to create an audience online that will pay for your work. It's not easy, trust me, <laughs> but it is simple and it completely argues against the idea that there is no money in being creative um, because there is and it's it's proven now online. And the idea of asking, you know, how much money does that position make sh- shows that the, these people, this ideology only affords value to creative endeavor if it makes money. But life and creativity is so much more than that. And I think that has its own value, right? Whether that's for your mental health, for someone else's mental health, just for fun, like that's a value in itself. And I don't think money is always the best way to look at it. And also, if you think about it, Many of the famous artists we know now did not make money for a long time. And while 
yeah, they struggled. Um, their work is very impactful for many of us and has inspired many of us to do what we do. Um, so I think that's also very valuable. And while the idea of not making any money in your creative endeavor is enough to scare a lot of people out of it, right? I struggle with that and many people I know struggle with that. Um, how can you ever be sure that you won't make money unless you put your all into it, right? I don't think you should let that fear stop you from just sharing your work, regardless if you're making money or not. Um, of course, be smart with your finances, you know, keep that day job if you need to, but you'll never know unless you kind of put your all into it. So I don't think you should let the idea of not making money discourage you from doing that. And finally, value is different to everyone. You know, what someone sees valuable based on money can be completely valuable to someone else just based simply on entertainment or psychological value, you know, uh, having a piece of art or, you know, a stand-up show or a movie make you feel better than you did earlier in the day is valuable and sometimes more valuable than anything else. So I think that's enough to, to kind of prove that money isn't always the answer <laughs> to, to why you would want to do anything creative. The next unsupportive ideology, and this is more of a general ideology that I struggle with uh, every day, is imposter syndrome. I'm sure every every creative person out there, even people in like a professional like business field probably suffer from imposter syndrome because it kind of feels a lot of the time like we are kids playing dress up and you know there's a lot of psychological backing to that theory of you know your inner child and all that but it does feel like that a lot of the time like you're taking on the world as if you are your child self and that is scary and it's even scarier at times when you are doing something creative because creativity is often seen as a childish thing, you know? So it's hard for some people to take it seriously, whatever that means to certain people. Um, and it can often make you feel like you're not good enough to do the work you're doing because you are not, you know, this idealized version of what it means to be an adult. And therefore, how can you create things that are you know, uh, mature and serious if you don't feel like you are. And also, there's always that underlying feeling that if you are successful in your creative endeavor, um, that it's undeserved, um, that you've somehow stumbled into it, or you didn't, the work you put into it wasn't as hard as you expected, or something to the extent of you don't deserve it. And therefore, it's hard to kind of want to push forward and keep going because you feel like, what's, what's the point? You know, what's the point if the effort I'm putting in doesn't match how I feel like I am and how I feel like I am being perceived by other people, you know? Even if you have, you know, all the education in the that you think is valuable to whatever you're trying to do, you can often feel like you're unprepared to take this on. And sometimes that leads to a lot of artists being stuck in the, you know, education phase or the learning phase where you're always trying to learn as much as you can about your craft. Um, and never actually taking action. And that in itself completely kills a creative career because you there's only so much you can learn before you implement and learn through just doing. And then you're always, I find at least, I am always thinking that other people are doing it better than me. So why not just leave it for them instead of me even trying, you know? We only see certain aspects of people's lives, especially when um, artists put out work. Um, so it just feels like they have it all together. They know what they're doing. Meanwhile, 
the being in the dirt and being in the grind is not really shown all the time. Whereas you're living in the dirt and the grind and just seeing a small fraction of what it means to be successful. Um, so you're, you're seeing it as being so much harder for yourself than other people. Meanwhile, you're not seeing the full story of what they're going through to be able to say, okay, so we're kind of on the same path. Um, another unsupportive ideology that I often struggle with um, is that it's too late for my dreams or creative endeavor to take off. Uh, the older you get, the more behind you feel. And because creativity is so non-linear, you know, it's hard to, I mean, you do improve with time, but it's hard to say like that you started at one one end of the spectrum and you made it to the other end and now this is where you you are and that's success. It, it doesn't work like that, especially for creativity because everything's always in flux. Everything changes constantly. Your style changes, the way you view the world changes, which in turn changes your art as a whole. Um, so it's hard to say that you're, it's hard to look at your dreams and say that you are achieving them necessarily because they're always changing. Um, and the idea that because something has changed at this certain part in your life, that it's too late now to continue working towards it is very detrimental to the creative mindset. And uh, I think often that's what a lot of people struggle with. I struggle with it all the time. If I've worked this much on a book or whatever, and it hasn't kind of panned out the way I expected to, will it ever, you know? And what's the point of even trying now if I'm this age and it's still not working? Um, but meanwhile, most successful people have had to work for a very long time to get to where they want to be. And sometimes where they end up is not where they thought they would, but they like it more than what they planned their life to look like. So yeah, it's it's all about kind of just pushing through that insecurity and doing what you need to do during this transitional period of your art and how it's how it's fluctuating as you get older. And now with the internet, age isn't really a factor anymore. Like online, age almost doesn't exist. Your work kind of exists in this limbo of age and time and space because anyone can experience it at any time and it's going to be present in the future whether you like it or not so it's a little bit easier to kind of let go of the idea of age being this gatekeeper to your success because at a certain point the work you put out there is going to accumulate because it is on the internet and it's so accessible for other people that your age is not really going to matter I hope that makes sense it makes sense in my head but <laughs> This is something I kind of, I've struggled with fairly often. And finally, this is a really hard one for me because while I don't consider myself a perfectionist, I do consider myself a control freak and I like structure. I like rules, um, which is strange to say as someone who is a creative because creativity is supposed to not know any bounds in that sense. But I work the best when I do have some sort of structure and stability. It keeps my thoughts in order and allows me to push through certain projects without thinking too much and getting in my own head and kind of losing sight of the end goal. But what I struggle with specifically when it comes to control is that I often have a specific idea in my head of how things, how I think things should be done in order to be valid or considered successful. And that inhibits creativity and 
and just your enjoyment of the journey so much. For example, if you think that the trajectory of a writer is to write a manuscript and get an agent and get a publisher and produce it that way, and you think that's the only way to succeed, meanwhile, the work you've created isn't suitable for publishers, but you still think it's good and you're stopping yourself from self-publishing and reaching an audience that way, that's not very good for your motivation, you know? And everyone has different methods. So by making yourself feel like there's only one way to do things in order to be seen or considered valid, you're severely limiting your potential. And even if you're taking that on from somebody else, you're really blocking yourself when it comes to finding the right audience for you. The tools you use should serve you, not the other way around. So if marketing online, it's important that you use platforms that you actually enjoy. Otherwise, you won't want to stick with that marketing strategy. If you like to only write and you try to force yourself to do YouTube videos, you're not going to enjoy that in the long term. Even if you think that the most successful way to find an audience is through YouTube videos, it won't work because you just won't stick to it. So even if it is very successful, it doesn't matter because that's not how you that's not how you want to do it. So it's important to adjust your mindset of what you think is valid because it's just it's probably just not serving you. So when it comes to mastering an art, if you think that the only way to do it is the way other artists do it, you won't allow your style to blossom even when you get that opportunity to succeed. You're invalidating yourself from the get-go if you don't lean into what feels right, not what you think you should be doing. Your style is unique to you, as mentioned earlier on. Um, therefore, you should always be sticking with what feels right, not what someone else has done to achieve that the level of success that you want. Because even if you encounter an opportunity where you find someone that's very interested in your work or you want to get published and uh, you have someone that's interested in publishing your work, it won't be as successful as you want it to be because it's not done on your authentic terms. And I think authenticity is the really important lesson here. Even if you struggle with doing the work or feeling confident in it, as long as you maintain that base level of authenticity in what you're creating, you can rest assured that the work you're putting out there in whatever way it's received will be right for you. Even if it takes a really long time, it will come back in the way that you want it to come back, in the way that it will feel right for what you're trying to achieve. So I hope this discussion was interesting uh, and that if you suffer from any of these unsupportive ideologies, you've gotten a few tips on how to manage them, how to talk yourself out of them, as I often have to do when I'm dealing with them myself. Yeah, and I'm planning on doing a few more episodes like this. We're just, I'm discussing very specific topics and kind of diving a little bit deeper into them. So I hope that's interesting. I'd love to know what you think about it. If there's any topics that you would like me to discuss that I haven't already talked about in my whole two episodes of this podcast. But yeah, I just, I just really like talking about the creative process because that is my life. You know, I'm always in the creative process, whether I like it or not. Look out for my next episode. I'm thinking of posting one every Friday. Uh, I think that's a good schedule to stick to, but I'll have to see if I can, I guess, batch record a bunch of them so that I don't run out of time to do that uh, while I'm doing all my other 
my other projects. But yeah, feel free to reach out to me at KaterinaWrites.com. I'm post blog posts every Monday and Thursday at the moment, all about writing, all about uh, motivation, sometimes about a, a few of my thoughts and opinions. You can also find me on Instagram at KatRiceXO. And I'll talk to you all in the next episode.